National League North then. And we're going to look at the champions, who we think the champions are. My prediction is Kidderminster Harry. As Rob will tell us what him and Joe have put shortly. Who did you go for, Dickie? Um, I went for AFC Foiled. Um, and again, looking at the, the people who've, who've contributed their own predictions, that looks to be, yeah, uh, they look to be strong favourites, almost 70%. It's difficult, isn't it, to go against a side with that, uh, a club with that much clout and a manager with that, that sort of track successive, sorry, successful track record. Um, between the four of us, we have not looked outside of Fylde and Kidderminster for the top two. So three of us, Dickie, uh, Dickie, Joe and myself have gone for Fylde to win the league. Luke, you've gone for Kidderminster. And then it's completely reversed. Uh, Dickie, Rob and Joe have all gone for Kidderminster to win the playoffs. And Luke, you've gone for Fylde to win. And then we've actually all got Boston United finishing the best of the rest. Uh, third place, if you like. Yeah, I mean, I, I went for Kidderminster just because there always seems to be, there'll be some sort of, not turmoil at foul, but there's something that comes out that maybe will, um, you know, turn people against them. Kidderminster, I know they've lost Sam Austin and Bedrami, but it is quite a settled squad. They've got that FA Cup money as well. So that'll be interesting to see how to compete against Fylde. Um Boston, yeah, we've all got them in the playoffs. I've got them third. Joe thinks he's got them fourth. Um, yeah, I think they're definitely uh, going to be up there, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I, I think our, our predictions came up uh, the day before yesterday, as we were recording, or yesterday as we were recording. Um, and yeah, obviously, Paul Cox, he does have his criticisms over the style of football. Um, but at the end of the day, it's results-based uh, business. There's been a couple of really good signings. I love the signing of uh, Scott Pollock. Um, that was at Northampton. I, I think a full season of him could be really, really exciting. Um, and another player that Dickie will know um, from uh, from Brackley, um, Miles, um, who's been a good part of their defensive uh, backline. Um, I think they'll be in the mix. Brackley's an interesting one, Dickie, because they're normally shoeings for the playoffs, but not so this year, are they? Uh, no, um, and I've actually I've not gone for Brackley to make it into the playoffs this year um I, funnily i having made that prediction earlier this week they've then uh, they've added george carline to their defense this morning which was um where i had a concern to be perfectly honest i think some brackley town fans are concerned as well that with the, the players that they've lost that they've not um you know stepped into the market and adequately replaced them they lost lee on love he went to boreham wood as we mentioned earlier on louis lomas he's gone to south end he uh, another graduate from the gareth dean uh, finishing school for defenders he does um, sort of have this track record of um you know bringing on young players alongside him miles is another one that you've mentioned has gone so i think there is a little bit of concern and, and it's goal scoring for me. They, they've added Callum Stead, who was at, at Kettering last season, who did score a few. Um, but they weren't prolific scorers. It was all about being tight in defence. And having lost, you know, almost 20 goals a season in Leon Love, I'm not sure they've replaced them with anybody who's going to score the same amount. And that's my big fear for Brackley. I, I saw them in the other last season and I did think something needed to change there. Um, I don't think it was necessarily all entirely of Kevin Wilkins' choice and that some of those players decided to move on. Um, but it's been a, a bit of a tough summer for them. Uh, I'm, I'm just a little bit fearful that, that that they will slip out of the playoff places. I think they'll still contend for them, but I'm not sure they're going to make it. 
And I think it goes back to what we've said all the way through this, Luke, actually, that uh, I think that, I mean, they're in our playoffs, that the quality of the manager, um, I do, I did have that and still do have the concern that Dickie has with regards to the strikers, but the quality of, uh, of Kevin Wilkin, um, I had to put them in there. Mm. Yeah, same. I think that was a deciding factor for me. He's going to, He's got, he uses the loan market quite well. I'm sure he'll maybe use the loan market even more this year um, to, to maybe get them, well, success certainly in the playoffs. I don't think they'll be contending for the title all we can talk about maybe in the in the title breath like we do normally. But but who knows? We, we could well be proved wrong. It may well be that because the expectations are off Brackley in a way that they, they kind of, that, that helps them going forward. Um, Rob, who else have we... We got in the playoffs, and I was a bit of a mishmash. It's, it's as, as always the North a really hard league to predict, isn't it? It is a hard league to predict, and it's and, you know from the point of view of us pitting our wits against each other, it's a bit more interesting because we've come up with some some different sides. So, for example, uh, Spennymore Town, me and Joe, the two Southerners have gone for them. Maybe we're thinking of the uh, the management duo there, uh, and Glenn Taylor up front, of course. Um, no reason why they shouldn't challenge. Um, uh, equally, you and Dickie have both gone for the exciting new look side um, with a well-known familiar face managing them in Buxton. Let's talk about Buxton, Dickie. Yeah, Buxton have got uh, Jamie Vermiglio at the helm now and he's brought in um, former Spennymore Town manager, actually assistant manager and manager Tommy Miller is his assistant last week. Um, I think he'll be a big help to them in, in stepping up a division but I, I'm not sure that, um, you know, with with the investment in players that Buxton have made and, and the experience and the quality that, you know, they've got the likes of James Hardy there. I know Sean Newton joined them from York towards the end of this last season and he knows this division very well. Um, there always seems to be one promoted side that, that, that comes close to or actually makes it into the playoffs. And this year, I think they look the best position to do that. One thing I will say is they've got a very good budget. They've kept a, the bulk of the squad that got them promoted. And like you say, they've added good experience to it, like Jake Malt, for example. And uh, Dago DiGirolamo, whose name's always difficult for me to say up front, is um, it could be an interesting one. He scored a shed load of goals at step three. It'll be interesting to see how he does in step two last year. Buxton struggled when he, he got injured just after the Morecambe game. He actually slipped on some ice on his drive, broke his wrist, and uh, was out for a couple of months. And he really struggled. Once he came back into the side, they, uh, they improved a lot. But a few of their experienced players that they had last year, like Jamie Ward, have now gone. But they have still got enough, I think, from to certainly challenge it for the playoffs. And, and, and in my view, get in them. Another side that uh, two of you have gone for, and I've got a, I'm just going to be straight up honest now, I did mine a couple of days ago, and and if I was doing it again, I would have put Darlington in, but I didn't. Um, Luke, uh, you have, and so has Joe. They've signed really well, haven't they? Um, Joe, I don't know if you or, or Dickie want to talk about some of their incomings at Darlington. Yeah, I mean, yeah. one in particular that really um, is exciting, if they can get the best version of him, is uh, Marcus Madison, um, someone that's shown in the past that he can be a really good player. Obviously, he's dropped down the divisions recently, but if they can get the version that kept scoring worldie after worldie in League One with Peterborough each week, then uh, they've got a fantastic player uh, there. Is Weeds um, still there, Dickie? Yes, he is. Yeah, he signed on for another season. So they've got him at the back as well, David Weeter. He's um, uh, splitting his time between doing his podcast mm, yeah. and, uh, and playing for Darlington. 
Well, that's but that was kind of my thinking because you think you've got Madison up front, you've got the experience of Weeter at the back, they've they've got um they've got a good experienced squad. But again, that the the whole thing that like Rob's just said, the whole thing that made me think they'll get in the playoffs this year is the recruitment that they've done. It, it is it is very good, and and they may well. I don't think they'll be high up in the playoffs, but I certainly think they'll make the eliminator stage of it. So they'll be like six or seven. And uh, well, I don't want to flip to the bottom yet, but we do have a side that one of us, my good self, has predicted to be in the top seven. And I may be less informed than you, Dickie, but you've got them in the bottom four. And that has to be, for the size of the club um, and the history of the club, I am astounded, unless I've read your email wrong, Dickie, you are predicting Chester to go down. I think it might be very close, but but I I, I just kind of had a look at them. I've just... You know, it's. I don't have any ill will towards Chester. I know as some Telford fans might do, that's certainly not the case. But I, I just have my doubts about them. I saw a team photograph of the match last night, actually, and I looked at the faces in that team photograph, and there's a lot of youth in there. Now, I know they've got a very youthful manager in, in Callum McIntyre as well, who's come in, and he is very highly regarded. But I, I guess I've got that fear about them. If, if there is a lot of youth in the side, that that, that can really sort of burn you, you can get your fingers burnt at this level i tell you what's also helped sway me in that direction as well is the loss of george glendon as well he's so influential for them um he suffered an acl injury which is going to ruin rule him out for the entire year and and he and declan weeks in the midfield are so they pull all the strings for them and i just don't know who's going to do that now he's such a leader he's the captain um and, and yeah, I, I, they, they did struggle at times last season. I didn't feel that they were ever that far away from the relegation. And I think this season, they, they may be in the same kind of trouble. Well, they may be, and, and they'll have to be my dark horses. I'm going to be honest enough to say that if I was doing it again now, I'd probably leave Chester out and put Darlington in. But I can't do that. These are now written in stone. Um, Dickie, you and I have both said that Kingsland should, dropping down from the National League, they should finish top seven in the National League North. You can't always tell, but uh, I think Wid- Widrington got him in, steadied the ship a little bit, didn't he? Uh, it, it wasn't quite enough to stay up in the end last season, but uh, they'll come again for sure. Dickie, um, and, who uh, else, sorry, who else Dickie's, uh, what, what the public saying about playoffs? Are they similar to uh, or... Let me have a look. I think as, it, well, we said AFC Fold would seem to be people's favourites for the um, the automatic um, the, the, the championship in terms of being the playoff winners, Kidderminster Harriers and Boston show strongly in that one with some votes for Kings Lynn and foiled if they don't make it as champions. Um, being an actual just a playoff side, but not getting there. Boston United features strongly again there. Um, and we've got some, yeah, Brackley figure Buxton. We've got four votes for Buxton in there as being a playoff side. Um, so there seems to be. Yeah, a, a consistency. We've got some votes for Spennymore Town, for Kidderminster as well, um, to be in the playoffs but not quite make it. But um, yeah, there's no. I suppose maybe the four votes for Buxton as the outside team is, is probably the, the surprising one there. Well, we'll look at the new teams in the division shortly, and we'll go through who we think is going to be relegated, top scorer, and all that. Um, what what do we think in terms of? Well, obviously, Kings Lynn coming down. Rob, you think they're going to steady the ship? I've actually gone for Tommy Williamson to be first manager sacked in the north. I just think 
Steve Cleave maybe will want if they don't get off to a sort of a, a, a rip roaring start, he may well pull the trigger. But but who knows uh, what's going through his head? <laughs> but uh, yeah, and just and, and just before we look at the clubs in danger and the managers that might go, just to finish off with two more clubs that have got one vote for the playoffs. Uh, perhaps Dicky, you can give us a pricey version of why you think Alfreton Town might just make the playoffs, and then. Uh, That'll lead us nicely into those new clubs because uh, Joe has been very brave and said that Peterborough Sports might make it. So over to you first, Dickie, Alfreton Town. Well, well, Alfreton were, were, an outside, were outsiders for the playoffs, but still in with a shot of it um, to quite late in the season, last season. Um, they have lost a couple of players. I know Yusuf Cissé moved on, but they kept Bailey Hobson, who is their, um, their shining light, their, their star talent they've got Matt Reed up front still if he wasn't awkward enough to deal with they've also added Tom Denton um and, and it's just that sheer awkwardness and difficulty that teams have playing against Alfreton that I think could just get them in there um I don't think anybody enjoys a visit to the impact arena not because of the surroundings but just because you know you're going to be in for a really really hard afternoon you're going to have to work for everything you get um and and that's basically my rationale for them being there is I just think they're just uh, everybody hates playing them. And Joe Peterborough Sports, um, you've got contacts there, haven't you? And uh, and you believe they've signed well enough to to put together a promotion push or a playoff push? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think they they've got they had a good squad going into the season anyway. I've been impressed by the couple of additions that they've made. I really like the signing of Kane Felix and Geisley. Um, I think he can be a, a really, really good player for them. Um, they've also signed a couple of players from Kettering, I think. Uh, Connor Johnson, one of those. A um, couple of players that really, really impressed last season. Um, the thing with um, Peterborough Sports, which I actually commented on in our preview, is that when you look at some of the other sides in and around the top, is they have sort of one focal figure that's going to get goals. Whereas when I look at this Peterborough Sports team, there's a couple of players that all chip in, not just strikers, but also from midfield. Obviously, They've got Dion Sembi Ferris, but they've also got players like Dan Jarvis. They've got Josh McCammon. Um, and obviously they've just signed uh, Kane Felix. Um, I think they uh, they could uh, cause a surprise. Um, and as Dickie said, um, they've still got Michael Gash there. Very, very experienced striker that knows the division. Um, I think they've got Ryan Fry up there as well, who I think could be one of the best centre-halves in the division, actually. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think they could cause a surprise. I think Rob's played against them as well. Have you, Rob, back in the day? I did. They used to be, looking back in their history, they used to be brotherhood sports. And, uh, yeah, used to play in the uh, Premier Division of the Peterborough League against my side, Alconbury. Um, so, obviously, uh, from a local point of view, I wish Peterborough sports really well. Hope to find perhaps a midweek date where they've got a home fixture and all the chop haven't to get up there. Take a look at it and, and, and get word from, from Peterborough sports on the podcast. That's pretty much covered all the teams we've predicted for the uh, top end. Um, I guess we need to delve down the bottom now, don't we, chaps? Yeah, I mean, there was a really good piece on Banbury in the non-league paper last weekend about them, about how they're uh, they're not fearing uh, going up at all. They kept a lot of the same squad. Um, Andy Wings, the manager there, former Coventry, 
City midfielder. And and I think, Rob, um, nobody's predicting him to go up or down, have they? So I think people are expecting yeah. to have a solid season. I mean, he absolutely romped to the top. I think they won it by like February last year, didn't they? Um, they, they won it by like 21 points. I think the league... Uh, I think they lost two games all season. It was it was pretty much sewn up. And so they almost had one eye in the National League North, but they could prepare almost three months earlier than a lot of other teams could. So that, that'll stand them in good stead, I think. The thing I would also say, Luke, is uh, although I, I haven't got them going down, I have got them down at the bottom, um, obviously, which we'll come on to. But I think the big challenge for them is who's going to replace Chris Rare or Chris Ray, um, that's gone to South End. Obviously, he scored a huge amount of goals for them last season and assists as well. Um, and I haven't seen someone come in so far that's going to naturally replace him, which is obviously very difficult to do anyway. And also the other team that's come up is, is Scarborough. I mean, I, I've seen them. We've got quite a strong squad there. Uh, another tough place to go. We've got the donkeys watching over the fence as well. And I don't mean the fans, I mean the animals. And uh, <laughs> it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be tough tough for teams to go up there. I think they'll be fine. I don't think anyone's put them to go down, have they, Rob? Uh, yeah, everybody except you. Oh, OK. <laughs> there we go. That makes for a good bit. Of, you see, this just proves this, that, that, that Luke, does, he doesn't see this, doesn't get this, is the first time it's talked about. But, um, yeah, you've, you've picked them out. But just before we get on to the size we think that might be in a little bit of trouble, the, the players that we think will be the top scorer in the division and also the side with the most clean sheets. I'm delighted to say that between the four of us, we've gone for three different players this time. Uh, Luke and myself have gone for the, uh, the known quantity of uh, Glenn Taylor at uh, Spennymore Town. He did steadily last year. has been more prolific in the past, but he's always good for double figures and beyond. Um, somebody I considered seriously for that, even though he's more of a midfielder, an attacking midfielder, but Dickie's actually gone for him. Uh, Nick Horton at uh, AFC Fylde, Dickie. Yeah, he, I think he was second or third um, leading scorer in the league last season, probably behind um, uh, the, the pair from Gateshead. So um, he's just got so much quality, I think, to be perfectly honest. And, and uh, mm. I think I just wanted to go for a... I would normally have gone for Glenn Taylor. I do think Glenn Taylor's an exceptional player at this level. I think he averages a goal every two games or something like that, but I just wanted to go for something slightly different. So Horton was my choice. And Joe, you came up with a different name. Tell us about your man. Uh, yeah, a bit similar to Dickie, really, wanting to go for another name. I think it will be Glenn Taylor as top scorer. Um, but the name I've gone for um, is, uh, I've gone for Amari Morgan-Smith uh, from Kidderminster. Um, it was I in really my thinking like... as well, Joe, so I'm, I'm interested you've gone for that. Yeah, I, I think uh, obviously they have lost a couple of attacking players, but I really like the signing of Shane Byrne. Personally, in my opinion, I think he's the best creative midfielder in the division. Um, and I think that quality coming in um, into the box um, will be will be very, very good. Um, and, I, you know, I, I think we've seen in the past a couple of target men that have done really well when they've had a really good supply line. And I, I've gone for gone for him. Um, obviously, I think he is slowing down a little bit um, now, but uh, yeah, I, I've I think the addition of Burn will get even more out of Morgan Smith. Clean sheets. Uh, Dickie and Joe have both gone for Brackley Town. I've gone for James Rose, AFC Fylde, and Luke has gone for Boston United. So I guess we need to uh, look at who might be in trouble. And there is one team, chaps, that. Every one of the four of us have gone for, and we really probably should start there. 
Um, Dicky, uh, Blythe Spartans, going to be another tough season, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Um, I think just looking at the the recruitment um, with Blythe is a difficult thing. I know manager Terry Mitchell performed a minor miracle when he came in there um, last season. Um, did pick up some results in in sort of January, which ultimately was just about enough of a cushion um, for them. And then they had another little spurt towards the end of the season. They got JJ O'Donnell, of course. It's not an easy place to go. Croft Park teams don't enjoy visiting there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just don't think they've got enough, and to be perfectly honest. I think Farsley's somebody else who we've all... Pre- I know I've certainly predicted them as yeah, well. Yeah, three out of the four. Dickie thinks they might just stay up, but the rest, the other three of us have all gone for, for Farsley. Yeah, um, I've gone for um, I've gone for Farsley Celtic to go down. Um, and as something that's been sort of consistent all the way throughout the pod is the value of a manager. Um, I've actually got Farsley to finish bottom. Um, I don't rate... Uh, or certainly don't think Russ Wilcox stands up to perhaps some of the other managers um, in the division. And as Dickie was saying with uh, Blythe Spartans, I haven't seen anybody come in that will particularly sort of change change it. They were very lo- lucky last year to stay up. Uh, quite a lot of the players they've brought in have been very, very young. And Dickie shared the uh, concern that obviously Chester have brought in or had or have a lot of young players. Um, and I think they'll fall well short. A couple of us have gone for Kettering. A couple of us have gone for Bradford Park Avenue. Um, and uh, uh, Luke, you think that Peterborough Sports might well struggle at this level? Was there any particular thinking behind that, or just just the fact that it's they've, you know they've come so far in such a short time? Yeah, it's it's a tough one. I don't know. It's it's a very excuse me. I know they've got the players, the experienced players, but it's very it's very tough for them. Isn't it? And I know I read. An interview with the the manager again in the non-league paper last week, and it, it's the long trips. I mean, they potentially have if if it doesn't work out right, or they they're in the cups or whatever, they'll be potentially going up to places like Blythe on a Tuesday evening. You know, I know it's straight up the A one, but that's a hell of a trip, and you just feel that sometimes newly promoted teams, when they get in a slump, they struggle to get out of it. Um, Peterborough probably have that that momentum at the start, but it'll be a uh, It'd be interesting to see what they do. It was really difficult to pick some of the candidates to go down, really, because there was a lot of teams that kind of stood out that you think would be bottom half. And it's the same in um, same for the playoffs, really. Um, so I kind of just had to... It's almost a finger-in-the-air job with them, unfortunately. <laughs> just, Joe, just picking, picking into that a little bit more, because I think you've got a little bit more visibility to who's been coming and going at, at Peterborough Sports. I'd heard, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, that... They had a number of players travelling up a little bit, perhaps from Cambridgeshire, Hertfordshire, North London. Um, and now they're playing in the north, which is going to take them even longer journeys. Have they had quite a turnover of players in the summer or most of them stayed? No, I think most of them have, uh, most of them have stayed. I think most of the, I'd say, sort of the core um, of the team, sort of the better players, they realise that this is actually a really good chance for them that, uh, you know, while the club may come up, they could actually then go up even further. I mean, Dion Sembi Ferris, I can see as being, you know, perhaps one that teams in the National League Prem uh, look at. Um, and I wouldn't be at all surprised, even at um, his age, but even someone in the EFL um, takes a gamble um, on him. Um 
And uh, yeah, I think obviously it is a challenge when you then, you know, go up a division, you have to travel further. But um, the majority of that squad has stayed the same and uh, I think they'll be okay. We won't go to the ins and outs of this, but we've gone for four different first managers to depart. Uh, Dickie thinks that possibly Lee Glover at Kettering. Uh, Luke thinks Tommy Widrington at Kings Lynn. I've gone for Jonathan Greenin at Scarborough. And uh, Joe has gone for Russ Wilcox at Farsley. There you go. To those four chaps, prove us wrong. You probably think you're pretty good at multitasking behind the wheel. I mean, you have to multitask to drive. So what's wrong with checking your phone? The thing is, your brain simply doesn't work. Even a quick look at the for quick reply affects your concentration and makes you less able to react to hazards. If you use a mobile phone while driving, you're four times more likely to crash. Think. Put your phone away. So in the National League South, then, I, I think, are we quite unanimous on the champions, Rob? Three out of four have gone for Ebb's fleet. And uh, the one who didn't has got them winning the playoffs. Um, the one who didn't is Joe, who's gone for having and Waterlooville. And I must admit, it was a flip of a coin for me between those two teams. And the only other team that gets to mention as champions or playoff winners uh, is uh, from Dickey, who's gone for for Dartford. Who uh, Tom Lang tells me have not looked too impressive in, uh, in in pre-season, but that doesn't mean a lot, as as we know. But Ebbsfleet, yeah, playoff finalists last season, uh, seconds seconds away from being a National League club, um, and uh, I guess they'll be looking to go again, channel all that hurt positively. Um, they've got. Um, Look at that uh, squad. Uh, Look at that squad. Yeah, it's a really good, it is a really good squad. And uh, maybe the manager, Kutriev, divides opinion a little bit. But um, uh, I don't see any reason why Ebbsfleet shouldn't build on what they, they had last season. Um, I do expect a better season, though, for, for Paul Doswell's men. Um, it's a big Joe, season, though, uh, Joe, isn't it? I think, I think this is a massive it's make or break for him almost this season, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, obviously the last couple of seasons has been an underachievement for them. They've had a, co- a lot of issues. They've had quite a high turnover of players. They've had problems with COVID. Paul Doswell's had uh, real problems with that, um, obviously globally, but him personally. Um, and I think this will be his last chance um, at having a Waterlooville. But I think he'll he'll do it. Um, I really like those two additions up top. Obviously, we know Jason Pryor. Jason Pryor scores goals at this level. Um, And if they can keep him fit, then he'll be a regular goal getter. And I still think there's a lot of value in uh, in Danny Wright um, at this level. Um, You know, he's a fantastic target man. His legs were going a little bit in the National League. But in the National League South, um, I think uh, he'll be a really, really good addition. Um, And their two signings, obviously, they have signed, I think, Mohamed Fahl today as well, who's done really, really well um, in the lower leagues. And their additions are timely, given that um, I heard this, or this morning that apparently Tommy Wright um, has been ruled out for even longer now. Um, it looks like his return from injury has gone really badly um, and he will be out for even more time. Um, but yeah, I think you know, obviously he's an experienced manager. He's added Jake Andrews as well from Torquay, um, who will get good delivery in. Um, and I think with Pryor and uh, them attacking it, then uh, I think they'll be fine. And Tom's not with us, of course, today, but I did uh, canvas his opinion. He he agrees. He thinks Ebbsfleet will 
will win it this season. Um, uh, but uh, somewhat more controversially thinks, although they've got a really good squad, he, he, do, he does think Haven't will disappoint again. Um, and after all his success at Sutton, it just doesn't seem to have quite fired really for Doswell at Haven't yet anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, interesting to see what he thought. He also thinks, because I posed a question to him, one of the, one of the sides that three of, two of us have got finishing the top seven, I keep banging my head against a brick ball with this one. Why don't Dulwich Hamnet make the playoffs? Such a big club, such a niche club. Um, fantastic support, regular 3,000 gates. And the only thing I can ever think of is the manager. They've got the same manager there year in, year out. And he goes again. Tom thinks they've got the best squad they've ever had this year and, and they should really push. I agree. Uh, and I think most of us, uh, all bar Joe, have got Oxford City finishing in the top seven again. Um, after that, it gets a little bit kind of splintered, really. Um, a couple have gone for Eastbourne. Um, a couple have gone for Bath. Uh, the odd one here for Weymouth and, and, and Dover. Um, I should really come to you, Dickie, and say, is there any particular science behind you uh, sticking your neck out and saying that you think Dartford might win the playoffs? Because obviously at Dartford now, it's life beyond Steve King. Um, Alan Dowson, basically. He was um, uh, the the, the name I had in my head when I put that one down. And and, and it's just simply because of him um, that I think that they they will um, make that step. Yeah, it's a really good point. And uh, three out of the four of us have got them finishing in that top seven. Um, you've also gone for Hemel Hempstead uh, and uh, one or two others. Chippenham I've gone for. And again, that's probably, if I'm honest, I did my research. And when you do your research on the National League South, there's two people you speak to. One of them's with us tonight and that's Joe. And the other one's Tom, who uh, is convinced that Chippenham will go well again Inter- this year. Of course, yeah. they... They got into that last playoff spot on the last day, Luke, didn't they? Yeah, and but looking at the squad, Andy, I think Chippenham have got a really big squad this year, haven't they? Looking at the sort of the, the transfers and stuff and the people that they've kept, it looks it looks quite big. But yeah, they did do really well last year. Just surprised, and I was only an hour in, and I don't know. It's one of those. It's you almost feel like because they had such a good season last season, can they repeat it again? And I don't think they can. Joe's got his hand up. We're on Zoom and he's got his hand up. Yes, Joe, would you like to speak? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think Chippenham, uh, yes, obviously many expect them to come again. Um, funny enough, uh, all the teams that Rob has mentioned there, the likes of Oxford City, Chippenham, Hemel, Weymouth, Farnborough, I've all got finishing in the bottom half, um, which upset quite a few fans today. But I think, I think Chippenham will be down sort of mid-table to near the bottom. They've lost some really good players, which I, people seem to overlook that because I've heard lots of Chippenham fans say, we'll be fine. They've lost Kieran Parcell, who's gone to Bath. They've lost Danny Greenslade. And at the start of last season, they had Ricky Aguiar, who's gone to Swindon and were recalled by Swindon, who was fantastic for them. And I, when I look at their side on paper, I just don't see where the goals are coming. Mm-hmm. Good point. And and uh, and if you think we're covering all this quite thoroughly, listeners, then Joe himself on his blog has covered it in, intensely. So he's referred to it a couple of times. It's the Off the Line blog. Um, have a look at that one. You can find that on, uh, on Twitter as well. One or two odd teams that only appear once or twice. Uh, St Albans, 
look, they've managed to keep Sean Jeffers. Enough said. Um, they've got an experienced manager who knows what he's doing at this level. And they've got last season's top scorer. Um, and uh, I've gone for a little bit of an outside bet uh, in Farnborough. I think they've signed well. Um, mm. Tom thinks they'll, they'll, they'll struggle to make the top seven. Um, but uh, I'm going to stick them out as my sort of dark horse. And then I, think, I think dark need... horse, Rob. I don't think playoffs, but I think they'll certainly be top half. They'll, they'll be, yeah, they'll be they fine. Should, they just, they've got the likes of Kenny Davis in there and Kevin Locko. So they'll be, they've got that experience, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. And I think they'll establish themselves well back at that level again, where obviously they've been before. Um, a team we probably need to have a little debate about that I haven't put in my bottom four or my top seven, even though I have watched them this season. But Joe's got them as a playoff contender and Dickie has got them as a relegation contender. Slough Town, I open the floor to Dickie and Joe. Yeah, well, funnily enough, obviously, if Dickie's got them down near the bottom, um, one thing that I said to Rob was there is one team in the National League South that I did have down in one of my revisions to win the league and then went away from them, and that team was Slough. Um, I've been really impressed with their um, recruitment in the summer. They lost Freddie Grant to Farnborough. They brought in an even better left-back in George Wells. Um, They've got Guy Hollis back from having a more to Louisville. They've added James Dobson in midfield, who's a really, really tricky uh, customer. They've added Johnny Goddard in midfield as well, um, who's really, really good. Um, they've added Elliot Benyon up front, who, if you've got a hard-working team there, he can finish off uh, the moves. They've obviously lost uh, Alfonso Tenconi, um, who's gone to the United States. Um, he did really well last season, but... I have been, I've seen um, from close, I have been a couple of times to watch Slough and I I just love the setup. I think the managers are fantastic. They continue to achieve over the odds. And I think if there's one team that you would want to put on as a dark horse to overachieve, then I'm going to, I'm going to go for Slough. Over to you, Dickie. Well, this this is where my distinct lack of knowledge of the South um, comes in, basically, in that, you know, um, uh, when it comes to the South, Joe's much more well-researched than me, so obviously knows about the recruitment, etc. I I just looked at it, I know that they didn't finish last season particularly well, and they, they, they took some hidings there as well. They've clearly taken action to to correct that or to attempt to correct that. Um, I just went for that on the basis of previous season performance. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm happy to be proven wrong on any of these. Well, we might I, as I would well. also add on that, Rob. I think their midfield options are just fantastic. They've got they retained Aaron Cole, yeah. um, who had interest from higher in the in the in the pyramid. They retained George Hunt, who used to be at AFC Bournemouth, who did fantastic for them. They've got Matty Lynch in there. Um, so just their and options we, in there are superb. And we can't talk about Slough Town and mention all those players and not mention friend of the podcast who's still there, still going, the evergreen Scotty Davis. Hello, Scotty. One more year. <laughs> um, who else have we gone for down the bottom? Um, so Concord Rangers get a good few mentions. One or two for Braintree Town as well. And in terms of newcomers, um, you're part of the world, really, Joe. So I should come to you on Taunton Town, who you and Luke think may struggle at this level. Yeah, I mean, I actually put in my previews that I I hope they stay up. 
Um, I'm a huge fan of Rob Dre. Um, I think he's done a fantastic job there. But they have lost some quality up front. Obviously, they've brought in Nick Makuti, sort of a, a target man striker. But they've lost Toby Holmes, um, who didn't want to go up into the National League South. They lost Danny Sullivan, um, ex-Torquay, who's done a, a really good striker at that level. Um, I think they've got some good players. Um, I really like... Um, Lucas in midfield, Lee Lucas, formerly of Swansea City. Um, I actually said in my preview that if they can get him fit, because he has had an injury, I think that he could be one of the best holding midfielders, if not the best in the division. Um, Actually, I think he's fantastic. I hope they stay up, but I think that bit of National League South quality uh, may just be lacking. I hope Rob Dre's a doctor. Put it that way. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, you see, this is why this is why Luke comes on. It's not for his good, 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 well-made points about the teams or the leagues. It's just his puns. <laughs> I, I, I agree with Joe. Though looking at their squad list, nobody really jumps out. And in terms of who they've recruited as well, which is I, I've put them to go down. And Dicky, what, what's the what's the general view from the public? What's the word on the streets, Dicky? Chesant. Uh, Chelmsford City and Braintree seem to be uh, figuring quite prominently in those. Uh, two of those, Braintree and Chesant, are also um, in some of the odds I looked at last week. They're the well, they're the longest odds for the title. There were no actual relegation odds quoted, but I think you can take from that the being longest odds for the title that puts them in the relegation frame. Uh, Welling and Bath City um, uh, are also in that uh, low in. Uh, very long priced with the bookmakers as well. And, you know, Bath had a had a difficult time last year and, and were too, you know, closer to the bottom of the table than they would have, it would have been comfortable for them. So, um, as you say, Joe, your, your neck of the woods, what do we know about Bath? Are they likely to be any better? Yeah, I've, I've, I've been impressed uh, with their signings. I think, mm. funny enough, we played a team from Bath um, in the bowls last Saturday and he was a Bath City fan. And he said that the one thing that he thinks would be different this year is in the past, Jerry Gill has always relied on youth and loans and trying to find some loans in the market that he can come in. This season, he's brought in quality, uh, permanent transfers. And when you haven't got that risk of, oh, if somebody does well, then they'll move on. Um, it makes such a difference. And I think uh, I think they'll be um, up in and around it. Um, I think I have got them in in my playoffs. Um, they've also added Scott Wilson as well, uh, yeah. formerly of Dagenham. Um, he's been in the National League. I mean, they had Alex Fletcher, um, who I went, was in the same class in at school. So that's my claim to fame. Um, Cody Cook as well. Um, and Scott Wilson. So they've got goals there. Um, and obviously they've added um, at the back, Kieran Parcell, um, experienced, experienced player. They've also added Chris Lines, uh, yeah. formerly of uh, Bristol Rovers, um, and they've they've retained good players in there. The likes of uh, Tom Smith, who's always uh, worth your weight in gold in getting a thirty-yard screamer, um, and Elliot Freer as well. So, I think they'll be much improved this year. Well, Joe, that's what I'm, with the signings. That's why I've put them in the playoffs as well. You look at what they brought in, especially someone like Scott Wilson, could be a real game changer for them. And also the fact that they just had a massive flag at Glastonbury did it for me as well. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that that, that that was a big winner for me. And an interesting one that um, I think we should discuss because Joe's got them in his top seven, and uh, Tom also says that Welling will make the playoffs this season, and they've gone full time now as well. I didn't. I must admit. That one had passed me by. I didn't know. Joe, tell us more about Welling 
Um, and uh, they must have signed pretty well then. Yeah, they have. Um, they've particularly um, in the the forward areas. They had to uh, obviously replace Depot uh, Akinyemi, and um, that's moved on to Scotland. He's been really good for them. But they've added a couple of good players. Um, Adi Aziz um, has come in, um, and they've also added Stefan Payne. Um, those two should uh, get goals at National League South level. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, they've added really well. I think they've also added Manny Parry as well, um, a good, you know, experienced defender. Funny enough, I have actually got uh, Warren Feeney, the Welling manager, as the first to get sacked. Um, I think the fact that they've gone full time, the fact that they've invested so much money in the squad this season, I think uh, if they don't get off to a good start, then I think uh, Warren Feeney uh, could get could get the boot. We can say anything we like about Dickie now because he's had to go off so long as this podcast gone on. He's had to go off and feed his hamster that he's looking after um, and he's going to kill me for saying this. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's Welling, another team that's, that's been mentioned in the, 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 the top seven and the One bottom. Team. I don't know, Robert, in Tom terms Bridget? of relegation, Worthing, I mean, nobody's mentioned Worthing. I think out of the promoted team, they're the best equipped potentially. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think just you, Joe, isn't it? I think that they might struggle, but they're twelve to one with the bookies for promotion, were they? Yeah, I, I, they're another team that I I hope stay up because I I love what they're doing there. Uh, Luke Dow, the chairman, um, he's done a fantastic job. The community club there, and the fact that he's got a boss in Adam Hinchelwood that puts so much trust in youth um, there. And um, that's one of the things we actually said was that are those all these young players going to be able to make the step up? Um, they have added one or two really good players. They've signed Kane Wills, I think, on a permanent transfer from Dorking. Um, he's a good player, and obviously they've signed Mr. National League South goalscorer. They've signed Jake Robinson as well. Um, he should get goals um, alongside Ollie Pierce, uh, who's been uh, fantastic as well for them the last couple of seasons. I hope they stay up and I have actually got them finishing uh, as the highest of the teams relegated. I think if they don't go down, I think it will be Chelmsford. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I hope they stay up, but uh, I think they may just fall a little bit short. I've got Chelmsford to go down as well. There's been a lot of Unrest behind the scenes, isn't there? And it did just about avoided relegation last year. I think if there wasn't more than one, they would have gone down. So it's the unrest that does it for me, Joe, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, obviously, Robbie Simpson has had his his hands tied a little. Um, Tough job there. Um, And when I look at their, their striking options, they are going to have to rely on Simeon Jackson to get the goals and he's ageing. Um, they have added a couple of good players. I think the pickup of uh, Liam Trotter uh, from Bromley on a free transfer um, is good. Um, and uh, they have got sort of an experienced spine to their team. You know, they've got him in midfield. They've got Dave Winfield, formerly of York at the back. And they've got Simeon Jackson. I just don't think the quality around that is as strong, hence why I think they'll be down there. Fair enough. And uh, brief mention of Tunbridge Angels. A couple of us have gone for them. Um, probably, I, I think they're, they're the sort of side that, as a small club punching above its weight, that get mentioned in this section every year. But I think I think we'd all want to pay tribute to what wonders the, the outgoing manager was doing there. And we wonder if, if that can be performed again. What I will say, Rob, is the reason I don't think they'll go down is one, they've got Jay Saunders in who knows this level, and two, they've got a 3G pitch, which is always difficult for teams to 
uh, play on. So that that could work in their favour as well. Although it has only just gone down, so it might not suit Tombridge as well because it is really it has literally just gone down in the last couple of weeks. So um, and a brief think- update. A brief update on Hamstergate. I think the hamster has now been fed. I know Dickie's gone off to do it. He's just rejoining us now. Um, those of us that can see this on Zoom can see that Katie got involved as well, the fifth <laughs> beetle, as she's known. Um, Dickie, never mind the predictions and the forecasts. How's the hamster? Is he, is he still alive? Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's doing okay, little Hamish. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've got to keep him alive until uh, they get back on Saturday. So poor little buggers just... Emerged from his house and he's got nothing to eat. So, we've got to get the bleep machine out. <laughs> Hungerford, mm. um, they've done brilliant the last few seasons, but this is going to be a really difficult season. No they've Ryan lost, Seager, lost Ryan Seager, they lost Sol Wanju Smith, um, they lost, in my opinion, the best keeper outside of the National League in Luke Kearney. Um, so yeah, going to be tough for, tough for them. But only Luke has gone for them to finish in the bottom four. Mm. Um, Top scorers, Rob. I mean, I, do you know mm. what? I was going to put Jason Pryor and ended up putting Sean Jeffries, mainly because of his um, Instagram re-signing video when he re-signed for, say, Albans. He's got that <laughs> bit of swag about him, hasn't he? But I think it'll be between well, him and Pryor, potentially yeah, the Golden Boots. That's, that's what we think between us. Me and Joe have both gone for Jason Pryor, who has previously been prolific at this level. Uh, I would obviously also, had his injury uh, issues last year, but Sean Jeffers, um, uh, Dickie and yourself have gone for him. And of course, he was last season's top scorer. Joe, do you want to uh, come in on that one? Yeah, I would. I, obviously, I have gone for Pryor. Um, I wouldn't be at all surprised if it's his stroke partner that, that gets it, um, because I think Danny Wright will score uh, lots of goals at this level. The one name that I really would uh, throw into the mix is Alex Fletcher. Um, he's come on leaps and bounds the last couple of seasons, and I think he could be key for Bath uh, in terms of clean sheets well I'm delighted to say we've gone for four different teams Dickie's gone for Weymouth Luke's gone for Dartford I've gone for St Albans and Joe has gone for Slough Town uh, first and manager the unmen- sacked yeah well. first manager sacked again we've gone for four different managers Luke uh, beg your pardon Dickie's gone for Jay Saunders at Tunbridge Luke, you've gone for David Oldfield at Weymouth. I've gone for Robbie Simpson at Chelmsford, really just because of all the unrest there. And uh, Joe, you've gone for Feeney at Welling. That's interesting. They've gone full-time. They've signed well. Do you think there's going to be a lot of expectation with them going full-time then? Yeah, absolutely. I think when when you have a team at this level that invests as well as they have done, um, then there's huge expectation. I think I was speaking to a Farnborough fan today and I had them finishing in mid-table and he said, oh, if we don't finish in the top half at least, then it's been a failure and our manager needs to go um, for all their money that they've spent. So, yeah, and, and especially with the high turnover of managers that they have had the last couple of seasons, I think uh, Feeney uh, could be... Uh, in the mix to be the first to go. He hasn't actually, you know, done anything in English football as a manager that would uh, give you any confidence. So. I just think and David Oldfield is the expectation, yeah. you know, because Weymouth has come down. Um, there's automatically that expectation from fans and, and, and owners alike that they'll be up there punching. And, and, and if he doesn't get off to a great start, I mean, obviously he couldn't, he was brought into same from relegation. He couldn't do that. He's not won many games, but we saw what he did at this level with Oxford City. So, Mm. The jury remains out on him at Weymouth. Sometimes it just doesn't work at a club and maybe this is it. We'll see. Yeah, and I guess another 
another factor in that equation is that when he left Oxford City, and of course it could be testimony to the foundations he put in place, but when he left Oxford City, they they continued as they were, didn't they, under new management. So we'll wait and see. I mean, that's always a bit of a stab in the dark. And listeners, we, we put it in there for a bit of fun, really. We're not looking to for any manager to uh, to lose their job, of course, but it will happen. That's the one thing we know in football um, that uh, change will come. But that's it. We've nailed our colours to the mast. And uh, please keep your predictions coming in. I think Dickie'd have got until Friday evening of the 6pm. To be honest, we can probably take some on Saturday as well. I think when the entries are submitted, it puts a timestamp on it. So I'll know if any were made after three o'clock on Saturday afternoon, if anything <laughs> can tell anything from the first game of the season, um, which we probably can't. But yeah. Uh, also, just quickly, um, Dover, of course, horrendous season for them last year. Um, Andy Hessenthal is still there. Um what do you reckon, Joe? Do you think bottom half, but they'll be fine? Do you think they'll, or do you think it's consolidated? Or do you think it could be a little surprise package? Yeah, I mean, I actually, I've actually got them going uh, in the playoffs in mine. Um, I like Andy Hessen Tyler. Um, he is a good manager. He had absolute rotten, uh, you know, set of circumstances to work in. But he has had, you know, last season he had to rely on youngsters. And this summer he's added real good experience to complement that. Um, just doing doing a Rob Perry list in the signings. Um, he's brought Stuart Nelson, experienced goalkeeper, Tyrone Sterling that's been there before, uh, Mitch Brundle and Jordan Higgs, who are good operators at this level. And Brundle's going to be his assistant manager as well, isn't he? So, Yeah. Um, he's got three good strikers, Lee Martin, Reese Grant and Alfie Pavey, um, who will score goals. Um, mm. And I think, uh, I think they'll be uh, in the mix. Um, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see them uh, bounce back. Good shout. Brill. Well, that is it. Thank you very much for joining us across both these podcasts. My thanks to Joe, Dickie and to Rob. Give us a follow on Twitter at NL Full Time. Don't forget we have got our Twitter spaces on Friday evening at 7pm. Fans of clubs across all three divisions are welcome to join us and put their two penneth in. Maybe put us right on a few things as well. So make sure you join us for that give us a follow on instagram as well nl full time maybe you don't do social media and you just want to emails it's nlfulltime at gmail.com until then look after yourselves and enjoy the season 